0: Happy Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever day you are listening to this broadcast, whatever day it is, just know that it is the day that the Lord has made and you can make the choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome back to another episode of Down the Pipeline with Danny Do It All, where we turn Rhema into Revelation by way of Romans 10 and 17, which says, um, Golly, now I forgot what it says. I say it every week. Which says, now faith comes by hearing <laughs> and hearing by the word of God. Amen. I am your host, Danny, aka Dan- <laughs> Danielle, aka Danny Do It All. I am a daughter of the King. I am a lover and follower and believer of Christ. Amen. I am gifted with the word of wisdom, and I am passionate about all things teaching, guiding, consulting, counseling, especially in regard to faith, fitness, and finance. Ooh, that was a mouthful. But if you stuck around through that, you might as well stick around for the rest of it, right? Right. All right. So I am so excited about today's episode, per usual. I mean, when am I not so excited about today's episode? But today is no different. Amen. So, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right on in because today, y'all, we are going to be talking about getting back to your original intent. We're going to be talking about getting back to the purpose for which God has called you, right? So a lot of us are just out here kind of doing our own thing, doing what we think is right, doing what we think we should be doing. And it may be good, right? But it may not be for God's glory. It may not be the reason that we were put here on this earth. It may not be the reason that God brought us out of that horrible pit, right? So, you know, you may be doing good work. We may be doing good work. I've been through it before, honestly. Um, I've, I've been doing good work. I've done good work, but... God has revealed to me in the past couple of years that that's not the work to which I have called you. And that's not the work for which I created you. Right. So I am on this journey of getting back to my original intent, his original intent, not mine, his original intent for creating me. And I believe that he has sent me here today to help you all do the same. Amen. Amen. So the scripture that I am going to be basing this um, episode on is Colossians 1, 17 and 20. So Colossians 1, 17 and 20. And I am reading out of the Passion Translation. I very, very, very rarely use the Passion Translation, um, especially when I'm teaching. But I mean everything it's all translations okay king james new king james new living translation new international version christian standard bible the message translation they're all translations okay okay so colossians 1:17 and 20 reads in the uh, the passion translation he existed talking about Jesus he existed before anything was made and now everything including us everything Finds completion in him. So I'm going to pause right there. Everything finds completion in Jesus. If you are looking for completion in your work, you're not going to find it. If you're looking for completion and wholeness and purpose, well, not purpose, but completion and wholeness, something to make you whole in a partner, in your marriage, in your boyfriend, in your girlfriend, in your husband, and your wife, you're not going to find it. If you're looking for completion and wholeness, um... In anything of this in this world, you're not going to find it because the Bible says in Colossians 1 and 17, he existed before anything was made. And now everything finds completion in him. And verse 20 reads, and by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back because it was away. It was far away. It was taken away Right. But now, because the blood by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent. Amen. And I'm, I'm going to read verse 20 um, again. And by the blood of his cross. So you have to identify with the blood of Jesus. You have to identify through his the finished work on the cross. You have to see yourself. You have to see your life. You have to see your work. You have to see everything through The lens of the cross by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent. Amen. All right. So all of us, every single one of us were created with intent. We were intentionally designed by God. He is our creator. He is our designer. Right. Nothing about us is. By accident, my hair color, my hair texture, (laughs) even though sometimes I'd be like, my God, (laughs) why have you forsaken me? But my hair texture was designed by God. The way that I smile was designed by God. My height, for you who don't know me in real life, I am 4'11". I am on the short side, okay? Uh, Ella es muy uh, baja, okay? Very short. Um, shout out to Duolingo, by the way. Um, (laughs) but he designed me that way. And so me praying to be taller, me praying for silkier hair, me praying for, um, a different smile would be me operating outside of my design. So, you praying away your qualities, you praying away the way that God made you is operating outside of your design purpose. So, I posted this on Facebook the other day and I thought it was very interesting. Um, the Holy Spirit said, Operating outside of your design purpose is like using an iPhone for a door stopper. I mean, it works. Right. It works. It's going to stop the door. It's getting a job done. The job being stopping the door, but it's not getting the job done. Right. The job of an iPhone is to do a myriad of different things, but one of them is not stopping a door. I promise you they did not create it for that. Right. So and so how can we know um, the purpose for which we were created without consulting the creator? Right. Or his manual. God was intentional when he created you. He created you with intent. He was like, I am creating this person for this reason. He created us with a specific purpose in mind. And if you want to get back to that, you have to go back to your creator and his manual, which is what? The Bible. Okay, So honestly, uh, before I started studying this subject, I forgot what God said that made me get on the subject of getting back to your original design and intent. But I am really glad that he spoke it to me because, again, God created all of us with purpose and intention, and he had a certain job for us to do on this birth on this earth. And since we were born into sin from birth. Right. The sooner we would come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, the sooner we would figure out what he created and called us to do. I'm going to say that again. He had a certain job for us to do on this earth. And since we were born into sin from birth, we have to get back to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. And then we would be able to figure out what he created and called us to do. Because we were already born into sin. Now, look, I didn't get saved with, I, I was baptized when I was very, very young, of course, but I didn't get saved. I didn't get saved. I didn't declare Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior with wisdom and knowledge until I was like 25 or 26. So all of those years I spent outside of the knowledge of Christ. I, you know, there are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of God. So, I wasn't living for the kingdom of God before I got saved with wisdom, before I got saved and baptized. Um, I was, so since I wasn't living for the kingdom of God, I had to be living for some, some other kingdom, right? I had to be, I was carrying out the enemy's plan for my life. And I'm just being honest with y'all. I know that I was living outside of the will of God because I didn't know his will. I didn't know him. I, and I, I've grown up in church all of my life, but I did not know I did not know. I knew who God was, but I did not know Jesus. I did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. I did not declare him as my, my personal sin bearer. I did not allow him to sprinkle his blood on my heart. I did not um, profess with my mouth that he was was Lord. Right. So instead of carrying out the 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 assignment for God, I was carrying out the assignment that the enemy had for my life. I was not doing what called God me to do, and I was not being who God created me to be. But I let the effects of sin, shame, guilt, misdirection, and mediocrity, I let those things control my thoughts, my words, and my actions. And even though God was with me throughout all of that, he's so so gracious, he's so full of mercy that even when I was in all that mess, he was with me. And he had a beautiful plan for my redemption. And he was he planned to use all of that ugliness for my good and for his glory. But and listen to me carefully and listen to me by the spirit of God. He couldn't do everything he wanted to do through me until I gave my life back to Christ. Now, yes, God is all powerful, but he also gave us free will. So some things Like saving my life, right? When I was driving drunk and didn't know how I was getting home. Saving my life, he was going to do that. He did that. But I was still outside of his will, but he still stepped in. He stepped in and he gave his angels charge over me. That one, she needs to live. So I need you to pick up her gold Honda Accord and I need you to drop it off at home. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Gabriel, or whatever angel he sent out to do that for me, because that's a real life story that happened. I don't know how I got home, but he, so he did that even though I was living outside of his will for my life, but he couldn't do everything that he wanted to do without my participation. I wasn't participating in the will of God. I was participating in the enemy's plan for my life. The enemy wanted me to die. The enemy wanted me to die, whether it was physically or whether it was spiritually, he had death on the agenda for me. But God couldn't fully, fully, fully step in until I accepted him as my Lord and Savior and I gave him my life back. I gave my life back to him. So also I'll give you another example from the Bible. Look at Adam before the fall. Adam was literally living in paradise. Adam had a steady job. Adam didn't have to work super hard for food. And Adam literally walked with God the Father himself. He had a face-to-face relationship with the creator of the universe. It was literally perfection. And this was only possible because sin was not present. Sin was nowhere to be found. Everything was holy and perfect and just as God created it to be. So when sin showed up, all hell broke loose. The prince of this world, Satan, he found his way to Eve and got her to doubt God. He got her to sin against him. And as a result, they were cast out of the perfect garden. This meant that. Um, Adam and Eve, man and woman would always be at odds with, with each other. And I think this is in Genesis three, they would always be at odds with each other. Women would have to bear painful childbirth and men would have to essentially labor really hard for their provisions, right? So sin and God cannot dwell together. He's too holy. He's too good. And this is why we needed a blood sacrifice to dwell with him. And you'll see this in Leviticus. There had to be bloodshed to dwell with God. God would not allow his presence to be known without blood, period. Whether it was the blood of animals in the Old Testament or the blood of the perfect Lamb of God in the New Testament, there had to be bloodshed. So when Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They tried to cover their body, they tried to cover their sin essentially with leaves. Right. But to cover sin, blood has to be shed. Blood had to be shed. So an animal was slain. Remember, God covered them with lamb skin because he he they a lamb had to die. Something had to die for sin to be covered. But thank God for Jesus. Okay, Jesus is our covering. Jesus was slain. He was killed. His blood was shed to cover our sins. So. I said all that to say that when we accept Jesus as our personal sin bearer, we can get much closer to our original intent, our Garden of Eden, if you will, than we could before we accepted him. I am living a completely different life from, than, I, than the life I was living before I accepted Christ. Now, it doesn't look super duper different from the outside, but the inside or 180 a 180. I'm telling you. Um, and I knew I know I wouldn't be in the position I'm in like, y'all, I'm literally talking to who knows how many people about the word of God. Like, absolutely. I, I never, ever, ever thought I would be doing anything like this. But here I am. Child, here I am. Okay. So, all right, back to the original intent of this episode. (laughs) So I had to fully accept Christ to get back to even an inkling of the woman God created me to be. And if you haven't done the same, you have to do it. You have to. So, okay. 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 So the Holy Spirit did remind me how he gave me the subject. So I was praying one morning this is how I got, this is how he introduced this subject of you got to get back to the original intent. So I was praying one morning and I said something along the lines of I'm being restored to factory settings. (laughs) And I was like, all of the marring by sin has been wiped clean when I accepted Christ. And it was like a hard reset for me, right? When I realized who I am in Christ it was like a hard reset. And some of us need to do that often, like, like with our devices, right? Sometimes we just need to shut them down <laughs> and reset them to factory settings, right? So that's when I asked God to restore me to his original intent for my life. When I was being knitted together in my mother's womb and even before that, God knew me. Jeremiah 1 and 5 said that before he formed me in the womb, he knew me before you were set. I'm sorry. Before you were born, he set you apart. So he had purpose for us long before our parents or generations even before that were on this earth. He had good plans and purposes for us. And God doesn't want anything more than to fulfill those purposes. But it is going to take us coming back to him surrendering our entire lives and accepting his will above our own. And when I say surrender your entire lives, every single aspect, y'all, every, and I'm very serious right now, verily, verily, I say unto you, like, truly, truly, I tell you, you have to give him everything, everything. You're sitting down, you're standing up, you're eating, you're drinking life, Everything, your job, your business, your marriage, your relationship, your friendships, everything, where you live, where you work, where you drive, how you spend your money, how you make your money, everything. Give it to him. Give it to him. And I'll be honest with y'all. I never had a will for my life. I never had a plan for my life. I never saw an image of a life when I was growing up. I never saw an image that I want. ooh, I I want to live a life like her. I want to live a life like them. I never saw the image of a life that I wanted to emulate. I never really had role models growing up. I never saw anyone that I wanted to be like or live like. I just knew, and I'm being, like I said, I'm being honest with y'all. All I did, all I knew was I wanted to shop without looking at the tags. I wanted to pay my bills on time and in full, and I wanted to live an okay life. Literally, that's it. And it's funny that I say that out loud now because I think all that boils down to me wanting financial security. That's it. I just wanted to be financially secure, And it's funny that I am now, you know, I have an accounting degree, I'm a bookkeeper, I'm a tax preparer, I'm a notary public. So a lot of what I do revolves around money. And this is after I gave my life back to Christ. So even then, when I was, you know, living a life apart from him... He told me, you know, you're going to be working with money. You know, I, I was a licensed stockbroker. I was a personal banker. So it's funny that he's still, you know, that's a common thread. Money, right? It's a common thread that he has woven throughout all of the parts of my life. But that, you know, living, just wanting financial security, that does not sound like the Zoe life in John 10 and 10, does it? God already owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The silver and gold already belong to him. So paying my bills on time and in full are already worked into the arrangement of me being his daughter and a co-heir with Christ. Right. That's already worked in my my um, my sister, my friend Taylor. She said, it's not God's will for us to need our necessities. God knows I need my rent paid. Duh. God knows I need my bills paid, duh. That's not, that's the least of his worries. And if it's the least of his worries, it should be the least of mine. So when I came into a little more knowledge of who my father is, I figured out that there was so much more life, not money, not not wealth, so much more life available to me. And that it's wrapped up in accomplishing the purpose and intent that he created for my life. So as we are um, on this journey to get back to our original intent and purpose, we have to remember a few things. Okay. It's not going to be very many. I think it's like five. Number one, he created us to bring him glory. That's our main purpose. That is our, um, that's our corporate purpose. Yes, he has a Personal purpose for you, but that is our kingdom purpose. Everything we do, we need to do it to the glory of God, okay? Number two, we were called and had specific purpose way before time began. And since it was before we were even born, we can't work for it, we can't earn it, and we do not deserve it, okay? Number three, his purposes will come to pass no matter what. (laughs) <laughs> you can't stop the purposes of God. You're not strong enough. He's going to get his way. So whatever he wants to do through your, bl- through your bloodline, it's going to get done. Whether that's through you or your children, his purpose always prevails. Now, I do want God to use my children. I do want God to use my grandchildren, but I want to be used as well. I want to accomplish the purpose he set out for me. My children can accomplish the purpose that he set out for them. My grandchildren can accomplish the purpose he set out for them, but I don't want to have to pass my purpose down to them. They have their own. I'm going to do mine. I'm going, he's going to get his glory out of my life. Okay. Number four, God can and will use the good, the bad and ugly of your life to bring your purpose to fulfillment. He's going to use everything. Even when you were living in sin, even when you were living outside of the will of God, like I just told you all that story of I don't know how I got home when I was driving drunk and I ended up in my bed safe and sound and my car was backed up into a parking spot like I had driven it sober. Listen, he's you. He used that as a testimony right then just now. And I've been telling that testimony to everybody who honestly will listen (laughs) because that's he used he used that that was ugly. And he used that to bring him glory. God, as Psalm 91 said, God gave his angels charge over me so that I won't even dash my foot on a stone. He gave his angels charge over me. And I will continue to tell that testimony, period. All right. So... um in addition to, to God, we'll use the good, the bad, the ugly in your life to bring his purpose to fulfillment. God has made a reservation for us in advance. And at the right time in our lives, he urged us to make the choice he already knew we'd make. He has prepared us. He predestined us. And he urged us. He pushed us to make the choice he already knew we'd make. But we have to decide to answer the call. Okay. And I'm gonna give you some scripture for that. It's going to be in the description of this episode, because I want you to read that. Um, It's in Matthew uh, 1 through 14 and specifically verse 14 says, uh, many are called, but you are uh, Lord few are chosen. So I want you to read that story. It's the story of the wedding guests. So, you know, kind of to sum it up for you really quick, he called all these people um, off the streets, the the bad and the good people to come to a wedding, right? A wedding for, um, I, I believe it's his son. But when he called all the guests, he approached a guest at the wedding that was not wearing wedding clothes. Now this man just got called off the street. So, You know, he probably had some time to get dressed and ready for this wedding. But the guest was not wearing wedding clothes, which means he was not prepared. He didn't clean himself up. He didn't wear the right clothes. He was not ready. So he was thrown outside into the darkness. So this tells me, this story tells me, and I would love to know what it told you. That when God calls you, when he invites you. When he chooses you to come into the full, rich, and satisfying life of his dear son, you're going to have to change your clothes. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to clean yourself up. You're going to have to set your old way of thinking, dressing, doing, speaking, living. You're going to have to put all of that aside and put on your new garment. You can't walk around still cussing, dropping it low and busting it wide on the dance floor. You can't go on having sex with everybody and their mom and their daddy and and think you're just going to come in and enjoy the wedding feast or your new life. That's not how it works. Jesus said you can't put new wine into old wineskins. You can't put this new life that he died to give you into your old one. You have to allow your mind and your ways to be transformed and cleaned up by the washing of the water of the word. And one of my favorite scriptures comes from Philippians 2, 12 and 13, specifically verse 13, which says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purposes. God is the one both putting the power and giving us the determination to complete his will, not only the the determination, but the delight and pleasure. Like we're going to be excited. We're going to have pleasure. We're going to have joy acting out God's will for us. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I know my will for me wasn't working out. (laughs) It wasn't working out at all. So I know that you don't want to go through life just going through life. Right, you want to be used to your full potential by God, and the only way we're going to get there is by recognizing that He is sovereign over all and allowing Him to use us right it's ha- it has to be an exchange it has to be an exchange for our way of doing life, our way of living life, for his way of living living life and I promise his way is so much better, so get into your word get into the secret place, get into prayer, um, repent and surrender, right? Repent and surrender and go through these scriptures that I'm going to give you because you're going, you're going to need the word of God to stand on when things get a little shaky, when things get a little, you know, a little questionable when your money gets strange, Okay, when your change gets strange, when your money looks funny, baby, you are gonna need some word up on in you to to stand on. Okay, just like you you know things may be going great, but you still have to read your word because when a sponge gets squeezed, whatever's in it gonna come out, whether it's water, whether it's vinegar, whether it's dirt. So make sure you get the the right stuff. I'll say up on in you. Make sure you get the right stuff in you so that when you're squeezed. By the trials of life, nothing but the word of God will come out. Amen. So I pray that everyone gets back to their original intent. Actually, I want to literally pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for this outlet. I thank you, God, for this platform. Father, I don't take it lightly and I don't take it for granted, God, to speak to your people um, about the wonderful things that you have revealed to me. Father, I thank you that this word is going to fall on good ground, God. I thank you, Lord, that it won't fall by the wayside. It won't fall on stony ground, God. And um, birds will not, the enemy will not come and take it up, God. but it will fall to good ground, God, and it will produce fruit, um, some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold, God. I just pray, Father, over your people right now, God, that they get back to their original intent, God, that they get back to the purpose for which you created them, God, that they realize that they are a masterpiece, that they are your workmanship, God. And I thank you, Father, that as I pray over them, Father, your word is being Uh, Is coming to fruition In their life God even now Father ministering and warring angels God are hearkening to your Word God and seeing that it Is performed in their life So Father as they go on through their day As they meditate on your word As they meditate on the word that you have given Me to put out Father I pray In the name of Jesus that you speak To them I pray Father in the name of Jesus that you edify and Empower them God I thank you Lord That you're giving them the strength to go forward father i thank you god that they're going to be strong in the lord and in the power of his might to do the things that you have called them and created them to do father bless the work of their hands um prosper them in every way that they should go god and i thank you lord that your word is going to be a light unto their feet god and a lamp on their path we love you we thank you we bless you and in the name of jesus we pray amen So guys, I pray that y'all have a fantastic day, week, month, year, whatever. Um, I pray that this word blesses you. And I also pray that you get into the word of God and that you see what he says about you for himself. I mean, (laughs) see what he says about you for yourself because I promise you, it's beautiful. I promise you, he loves you. I promise you, he wants the best for your life. And if you surrender your will for his He's going to give it to you. So be blessed. I'll see you on the next episode. And bye.